On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. This time, Bruce Bell, one of mine now. We're done one of Bruce Bell's. of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I'm your host, Jesse Jackson, and we have a special correspondent from the up north. Uh, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good. Introduce nice yourself to, to Thank you. Introduce yourself to the audience, please. Well, it's Catherine McGowan, scout reporter, um, or at Face Reward on Twitter. <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of people excited about Broadway, but yes. Bruce did a little warm-up up in mm-hmm. North there, didn't he, Catherine? Yes, yeah. He um, just appeared on Saturday at the ACC for the Invictus Games um, closing ceremony. So that's... Um, Prince Harry's kind of special project for wounded veterans around the world. So it was in it was in Toronto for the last week. And I have to tell you, nothing made me happier than seeing pictures of Prince Harry talking to Bruce. And I guess there and, was. Go ahead. Oh, and bowing down to him. Yeah, and they bow down to him. Yeah, and I guess they had a few discussions. There was I, I read somewhere it's like um, uh, Bruce was asking about um, his girlfriend, who's the actress from Suits, and mm-hmm. uh, and Prince Harry's like, "Well, tell Patty, send my love." And I'm just like, <laughs> "How lie. cool is that? <laughs> that is so very cool. cool." Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Did you just have tickets for the closing ceremony, or did you do a few other things as well? For the games. No, no, I just had a ticket, two tickets for the closing ceremony. Yeah, but I didn't, um, apparently they were all the tickets for all the games and events were all sold out. So that was a real nice treat to hear that, you know, so many people yeah. had come out and 
watched all the events and cheered the athletes on. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, that is. It's really wonderful. So, yeah. um, so, so talk about um, the closing ceremonies. Let's let's not just go straight to Bruce. We'll kind of discuss, you know, kind of what else happened on the closing ceremonies. Okay. So it was really interesting. Like, I, you know, I doubt I would ever go to a big opening or closing ceremonies for, like, the Olympics or anything. So it was kind of neat to go. So um, I didn't – I did go for, like, the, op- the closing – and um, they had, like, a parade of nations. So there was, I think it was 550 competitors from 17 nations who were competing all this week in Toronto doing 12 sports. And they kind of led them in. And as they were coming in, they got um, a medal from um, our prime minister's wife and uh, some other people. So you could see them prayed in. And then um, they, we had like um, a newscaster. She kind of introduced everybody and things like that. And then, um, oh gosh, what happened next? And then uh, um, they had um, the prime minister's wife. She came and she spoke and about uh, the competitors and what she had witnessed that week. And then uh, she introduced Kelly Clarkson, and um, Kelly Clarkson did two songs. Um, And then after that, um, it was, um, we had O Canada and things like that. And, um, you know, um, then they passed the torch because it was leaving Toronto, and then they announced that it was the Invictus Games next year would be in Australia. So they had a representative from Australia come. And um, then um, they had the CEO, I guess, of the Invictus Games um, talk about, um, you know, the Invictus Games and things like that. And then uh, he introduced uh, Bruce. And so Bruce came out then, which I was kind of shocked. I thought he might be near the end, but he was more right in the middle of the show. Now. Do you, I have not read, do you know why um, Bruce is, what's, do you know, is there a connection with Bruce or, go ahead. Yeah, they never, they didn't really say, but um, I just had finished Born to Run, the book, and in it, he talks about his son, Sam, and how Sam, um, I guess, is, besides being a firefighter, is also um, involved in veterans and bringing veterans to shows and things like that. And so um, I wonder if something happened through them, because Toronto is very close, right? It's only an hour and a half flight. And so I don't know if that's how he came. And um, one thing Prince Harry did say in his little speech was, I guess last year it was in Orlando, the Invictus Games. And uh, he said, you asked for Bruce last year, and so we got him. So I don't know if it's a combination of both, but it was a great fit, you know, for the Invictus Games. Uh, yeah, I think that is a great thing. So um, you got tickets specifically once you heard Bruce was playing, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, <laughs> is... 
Um, I don't remember. Is are is Toronto home, or did you have um, to travel? I just live in a little town outside of Toronto, like okay. about a half an hour away. Okay, so that's that's good. So, um, did you have any expectations on how long he was going to play? Um, no, and it was really weird because the the whole day, bef- like that Saturday, I was kind of like thinking like, well, what's he going to do? Because really, when you hear that Bruce is going to tour, you know, you know that you've heard the album that he's going to tour, you know, the songs, right? So this was really, you had no idea. Was it just, they kept it really close to their chest. They didn't really publicize. They just said Bruce Springsteen. You didn't know, would anybody from the E Street Band come? Would it just be him? You know, there was no idea until he came out what was going to happen. Because Kelly Clarkson had a band, Brian Adams had their band, Bachman Turner had their band, but Bruce was just him. Which is kind of cool. You know, Mm -hmm. I I just kind of, I picture Bruce coming out in his... You, I, I assume he was in his normal shirt and vest and yeah, uh, yeah. No a vest, good... just a shirt and oh, pants wow. and jeans. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no vest. <laughs> and uh, came out and so um, obviously we've seen the set list, but you know I want to hear it live from my reporter, my <clears throat> my woman on the scene. Uh, what did he start with? So he starts out with um, working on the highway. Which, um, it was great. Like, and so he came out and you could tell that there was a lot of people there for Bruce because like the stands, like start to, everybody stood up and they all started to Bruce and people, I think on Twitter then started to say, why are they booing him? And, (laughs) you know, people then said, no, 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 they're not booing him. They're Brucing him. So you know, and you can even hear it a little bit on the um, the TV recording yeah. and all. So he came out with Working on a Highway, which, I don't know. I mean, it was great. He did it great. It was mm-hmm. just him and the guitar. Um, but I thought it was kind of an odd choice. Okay. Sure. I was like, oh, you know, this, okay, whatever. Right. And um, he played it, and it was, it was good. And then um, the only other person from... That anybody who was a Springsteen fan would recognize was Kevin Buell, the guitar tech. Right. He, you could see him come out with the guitars, and then uh, so he played that, and then um, he played uh, "Promised Land," and so "Promised Land" was a great fit. And so this is my own totally personal um, feeling about the "Promised Land," but. And I watched it on, um, like, I recorded it while I was there. And I think that when he's singing the song, he stops at parts where he normally wouldn't have stopped. And you can just see him look, like, straight into the audience. And I think, to me, he had a total um, reaction to that he was here um, you know, he was with, you know, all these veterans and they had really highlighted what some of these um, warriors and had done. Like, you know, there was a guy, he lost three, two legs and an arm and he was, you know, he made a great golf shot 
and things like that. And, you know, um, before Bruce came out, too, they had uh, given, like, um, an award to the team from Afghanistan and that, you know, and signifying, like, you know, how important it was for for that team to be there this year and things like that. And so he just, he stopped at certain lines where he wouldn't have normally stopped and took a long time to start the next line. So I thought that was really interesting. You know, it looked like he, he was caught up in the moment, you know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so he played that and, um, then he played dancing in the dark and, uh, then he was back to his normal self. Um, so it would be interesting to see if anybody else, if they watched it, if they feel the same kind of thing for promised land. Mm -hmm. And then he left. Um, and then there was some more, um, you know, the, the premier of our province, Kathleen Wynne, came out, and um, then um, then uh, Brian Adams came out, and so Brian Adams is, you know, for Canadians, a very similar to Bruce Springsteen. Right. He's around the same time, you know, the '80s. Um, he was kind of our Bruce Springsteen, right? And yeah. So. Every Canadian, like, when he came out and he plays, um, like, uh, some of the, like, he played Summer of 16. He played a a new song first. Okay. Um, It was called um, The Ultimate Love. I guess it's off his new album that's coming out. And then he did uh, Summer of 69. And basically he stops it in all these parts and the whole arena just sings along with it because... You know, that's a classic Canadian song. Like, everybody knows it. Everybody sings it. So that was kind of neat. And then um, then he, Brian Adams says, and he's backed by his band, and he said, you know, well, let's bring out Bruce again, and they do Cuts Like a Knife, which Ooh, is nice. another classic. Yes. Yeah. And um, one of the things I read while doing a little research for our talk, um, Bruce had actually done cuts like a knife um, before for the um, Rainforest Benefit concert in 2010, in May 2010. And um, I guess it's a a benefit that Sting puts on for um, supporting the rainforest worldwide and the rights of Indigenous peoples. So um, he had sang it, there, which I had never known about, but you can YouTube it, okay. and you can see it, and um, they don't really, I can't be, find out why, you know, he played Brian Adams, but it was an 80s nostalgia night, so everybody who was there, like, there was Sting, and Elton John, and Lady Gaga, and Debbie Harry, they all came out and sang an 80s song for for this. Okay. So, that oh, nice. so so he he came out and they did that and um it was really good they did a really great job oh yeah that sounds it. great yeah and so, uh and then go ahead oh and then after um they did cuts like a knife then um Brian Adams said 
well, you know, we've done, Bruce has done one of my songs. We're going to do one of his. And then they cut into Badlands. Nice. Yeah. And you can, if you watch the performance, you can, they get to that part and then the whole audience just sings, whoa, you know, so it was really good. Oh, that does sound nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. And, and, um, and I do think it was kind of fun that they both did, um, you know, they did one together, right? They did a couple of songs together. Kind of, that's really nice. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So then, uh, what else, who else played? Well, and then, so after they were done, then Prince Harry comes out and then he bows, you know, he's like bowing to them. And um, then he talks for a bit about, you know, the spirit of Invictus and, you know, kind of gives the athletes and the the um, audience a challenge, you know, to make a plan and, you know, to to kind of get people to change their life by a big step or a small step to change their life for the better and make a more positive world. And then, um, then another uh, Canadian band, Bachman Turner, they used to be Bachman Turner Overdrive, um, they came out and they played Taking Care of Business, Let It Ride, Rolling Down the Highway, and You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. That's their So I, I graduated high school in 1977. <laughs> BTO was a major. I had the best of Bachman Turner Overdrive. Um, oh. I, yes, I, I would have been. Oh, you would have loved it then. I would have loved it and would have been screaming my head off just so that's nice. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, cool. So they kind of closed it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and um, that was it. That sounds like a great night. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. It was. It was neat, you know, to go and see Bruce in a kind of a way that you might not see him. Like it wasn't a concert or anything. Yeah. So it was neat. Well, very cool. And I'm so glad you got to go, and I'm so glad you called and shared me about it. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm now going to have to go look at that video and kind of see if I I see the pause the way you did. Yeah, I'd be interested to know if you did, because I don't know, like you're so used to that song and where it breaks and all, and like, um, like it just broke on some of the words that, you know, you just really felt like he he stopped because he had realized what he had said um, to the people who he said it to. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I think, for me, I think he was thinking, oh, this is a profound moment, you know. Wow, that's that's awesome. You know, yeah. I, I do think he is aware that his, you know, we talked about this before on the show, during the river tour that the band is very aware that the road in front of them is shorter than the road behind them. And there is only Mm -hmm. so many times they're going to be able to perform together. And I do think with, I'm sure he did feel a moment of, you know, this is, this is a, let's take and enjoy this special moment. That's awesome. I am so glad you shared. Well, very cool. 
Thank yeah. you. So it sounds like it was a great night and uh, yeah. something special to remember. Yeah, something interesting, a little bit different, you know. Yeah. So nice to see him. Nice to see him in Toronto. Yes, it is. Um, we still <laughs> want him to go to Winnipeg. You know, when he tours. For sure. Oh, my God. That yes. city would shut down. I know. I just want, I want that so much. And even though I don't work for the company that has an office in Winnipeg anymore, because I really wanted it to happen when I was like, okay, I got to go to Winnipeg and visit the center. Um, yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing the story. This is absolutely beautiful. I'm glad you had a blast. Um, go ahead and give us your Twitter handle again. Oh, it's at Faith's Reward. Absolutely. Lovely Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. Um, and, uh, the show is at set lusting Bruce. And if you want to be our reporter and share stories like this, uh, send me an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. Um, please remember to go to iTunes to rate and review us. It really does make a difference. Um, well, I, um, hope you have a great school started up there now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whole month in. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I hope it's uh, going well. It is. Oh, good. Going really well. And uh, I hope you get to travel sometime this fall, maybe for something special, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Don't, you know, don't blow my cover. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Thank you, listeners. We'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Take a big swing. What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, 
The crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.